This is the Go Radio Football Show Podcast. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Chris Burke and Shelley Kerr. Listen live weeknights from five. Talking Scottish football first. Let's go! Good evening, everyone. League Cup quarterfinals, the Premier Sports Cup. So can Steven Gerrard finally win a cup as manager of Rangers in his fourth season? Tonight is Livingston at Ibrox. As the cup holders, St Johnson are at Dundee. Can Celtic rally tomorrow against Wraith Rovers after six out of seven away defeats? Gio McCamacus could feature tomorrow night. And Scotland's women, six points out of six. Those first two games in the World Cup qualifiers, 7-1 against the Faroe Islands last night at Hamden as England thrashed Luxembourg 10-0. And I mention that because we've got the technical director of England, the former Scotland manager, Shelley Kerr, MBE. Shelley, plenty to talk about, including the fact that uh, Glenn Kamara has signed a new contract for Rangers. Yeah, I think that's like getting a new player. Um, I think he's been exceptional um, since he's came to Rangers, but... I'm sure that Stephen Gerrard and Ross Wilson will be delighted with getting that one over the line and, and the Rangers supporters as well. I think that, you know, as a, a midfielder, he's got absolutely everything. Um, you know, he does the defensive side of the game really well. He creates, he provides that balance. I think he's a phenomenal talent and it's a great bit of business from Rangers. And the way he played in the Euros, Chris Burke, a, a Rangers player of the past, currently with Kilmarnock, is good news for Rangers fans, isn't it? Because some people thought he was going to go. It's excellent news and also Beals spoke about him a lot um, him and Davis calling him the mainstays in the in the, in the the squad last year in the, in the starting 11 um, and I think it's one if Davis ever ever retires it doesn't look as if he's going to that Kamara is the one that, that can replace him because you're right in saying that Shelley does create you know great balance in that midfield for the Rangers attack It's three months since you and I were on this programme together. Three months ago today, that's when we exited uh, the Euros and we were at the Radisson Reg. Can you believe that? The Tuesday night uh, when we went out against Croatia. Uh, A lot's happened since then. And for you at Kilmarnock, you're loving life. I know you're injured at the moment, but second top of the table. Yeah, second top, but we're second top because Inverness are doing so well. Mm. Um, They've just dropped two points in six games. So it was hard to to be top after that we just have to um, respect that Inverness are doing well they drop points at the weekend and we caught up so we're one point behind but we have a tough tough game on Friday night against Abrof away which is on TV Abrof are flying at this moment in time um, albeit they get beat their first game but ever since then they have kicked on so I'm enjoying the challenge in the championship I really am it's a different sort of challenge for me rather than playing in the in the Premier League but one that I'm, I'm relishing Are you glad you stayed? Because you could have gone oh. to a Premiership club but you wanted to stay at Kilmarnock Yeah, no I, I'm I'm delighted to, to still be at Kilmarnock um, especially I spoke about this before uh, quickly that I never had an opportunity when I left Rangers to have that feeling of having to the pressure of winning every game um, and going for a trophy, um, a league title. And I've got that opportunity this season with Kamarnock because Kamarnock, you would like to think, are, well, I'm sure the bookies' favourites to, to go up. So we have to have a challenge in that and have a good mindset of trying to win every single week or else, uh, you know, it, it could be added pressure onto that. It's a different pressure, isn't it, when you're the favourite, Shelley, as opposed to, well, Kamarnock, you were third top of the table not that long ago. But when you then go down the division, you're expected to bounce back. Yeah, and, and I think it's it's the hardest thing ever. And if you don't bounce back in that first year, it becomes mm-hmm. even tougher. But um, I think, you know, Chris, you've got to give him credit. I think that the way that 
you know, even his training now and the way that he plays. And, and I'm not saying that he's a well, he, he is a senior player, a mature yeah. player. But I think it's a credit and any any young player, you know, looking at how long they can stay involved in football if you look after yourself. You just have to look at this man. But can you give well, us an update? Can you can you You've give us to your thirty nine? Can you two years yet? <laughs> can you give us an update on your your injury status as or, or is that top secret? I think that's top secret. I might be back for Friday. You just never know. <laughs> that's right. Friday night is the game. Yes. Can you imagine if our both come up to the Premiership? What a rise under Dick Campbell! It's just absolutely phenomenal. Amazing. But we'll talk about that later yep. in the program. There's so much in the go because we've got yeah the League Cup, the Premier Sports quarterfinals tonight. Dundee against St Johnson. What a season for St Johnson but they've got to do it again now and Rangers against Livy and then tomorrow night Celtic Wraith Rovers and Dundee United against Hibs not so long ago Dundee United went down and stayed down as you were touching on Shelley it can be tough when you move down a division there's a lot on the go today Rangers fans what do you think so it's the cup nosebleeds last year when it got to the cup who would have thought that Rangers who were all conquering unbeaten in the Premiership couldn't beat St Mirren in the League Cup. They couldn't beat St Johnson in the Scottish Cup. So Stephen Gerrard, with the record he's got of Cups, how do you think he feels? What's he saying to the players? I think it's one that they've definitely addressed the start of this season, but one of their objectives is to win a Cup competition. I think that's lying in the back of Stephen Gerrard, his coaching team, and now the players. He'll put that demand on them that they have to win knockout stages win games when there's just a knockout. They've never done it last year. They've not done it since Stephen Gerrard came in and you obviously alluded to it. You know, In his fourth season, he's not won a cup yet. Mm-hmm. So I think that's definitely one main objective. Obviously, the first objective is retaining the title because that's very difficult to do. But I think one of the cup competitions is definitely the second one. The League Cup. Sometimes people say the Premier Sports Cup. Ah, you know, it's the, it's the least of the three. But it is one of the three major tournaments. And look at Queen's Park Rangers last night. You know, they beat Everton and they celebrated as if they'd won the cup. Listen, I think, you know, touching on Rangers and Steven Gerrard, I think that, you know, it was a, a, a big, big season for them in terms of breaking that mould of obviously Celtic going for 10 in a row. And, um, you know, obviously the cups eluded them. So, you know, when you go into a new season, they have a different challenge this season, in my opinion, Rangers, because... You know, they are champions um, in terms of the, the league status. So it becomes increasingly difficult every single game because teams relish that when they come to play against you. You're the scalp, you're the big scalp. But I think, you know, for Steven Gerrard and Rangers um, going into um, the game um, tonight, I think it's sometimes about trying to get the balance right between between kind of putting the pressure on the players and, and alleviating the pressure, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. It's, it's a contradictory statement, but sometimes when you want something so bad, it becomes mm-hmm. even more difficult. But um, I, I think that definitely the Rangers supporters, everyone connected with Rangers will want to, you know, obviously try and do better in the cup competitions this season. It'll be interesting to see what the team is. Does he go really strong or does he make a few changes to get game time for other players. You just don't know about that, Shelley, because as you're saying, you know, it can become a bit ob- obsessive of wanting to win the title, put pressure on players, but in the same turn, you have to keep the squad happy. You have mm-hmm. to give game time. You have to give other players opportunity to perform, to try and state a claim and they starting start living. So I think it will be, I said, interesting to see what this starting living will be. Will he change the back four? Will he change the midfield? Will he change it a little bit up front? You just never, you just don't know. 
He's got to keep the fans happy. He, he, he absolutely has, and they want they want more silverware. You know yourself, you you played at Rangers, and um, and it's the same at Celtic. When you play with those teams, you're expected to win every single game, mm-hmm. whether it's a league game, whether it's a cup game. But I think he'll go strong. Um, yeah. You know, especially at home because that's what the fans expect. Goals. That's what he's asking for as well. And Gary McAllister, who was on media duty yesterday, was saying that a bit more devilment. They want goals because yeah. against Motherwell, they possessed so much of the ball. But just that one goal and it's never enough. Well, you're right because Stephen Gerrard did speak about it. He says before box, before the, the two boxes, they were excellent, yep. fantastic. It's just when they get in to the final box or defend in their own box, it became you know challenging for them, um, a little bit wasteful. And obviously, Sakala got his goal from a from a set play, albeit it probably could have been offside. Um, and there was a few chances in there. But you're right, goals is crucial to to Rangers. I think last season, um, I, I'm sure that I'm sure. I've got this right. You know, they're the highest scoring team in Europe in the top 20 leagues in that season. They scored 131 goals in 54 games. Now, that's goals. To, and that's beating the likes of Paris Saint-Germain, Manchester United. So, you're right in saying that. Um, one goal isn't enough. And you know what it's like, Shelley, when you score one goal, well, when you're at Ibrox, you score one goal. You always leave yourself open to opportunity for a team that has belief to score and nick something. And when it becomes a 2-0 you know that team thinks about just making it not 3 or 4. Mm-hmm. So they become defensively minded when it becomes 2-0. All right, Rangers fans, what do you reckon? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. What's happened in the strike force? What's happened in Rangers? So many goals last season. Great stat you give us there, Chris. Yeah, thanks. What's happened? Hopefully it's true. I'm sure Indeed, I'm sure it is. <laughs> he does his homework as well, doesn't he? As he trains, you prepare for this one in the Go Radio Football Show. And what's happened to Morellas? I know he was on the bench the other day. Sakala, is he the real deal? So much uh, promise. Uh, and Rangers fans, he had a great pre-season. But he's got his first goal and maybe he will get more. Rangers fans, what do you reckon? We're on the socials as well. And what about Celtic, who've been dominating the headlines as well? The uh, statement of the half-year losses at didn't go down well, especially when they said one of the highlights was the um, the operational highlight was you know coming second, uh, and the fans you know the statement itself was a financial one, but the fans are saying here wait a minute, winning the league is everything for Celtic. And Postacoglu, we're going to hear from him. It was his media conference today ahead of the match. Some good news: James Forrest and uh, Christopher Julian will be back after the international break. And Shelley, how they have missed. What about Julian? He's been out for the best part of a year. Yeah, I, I mean, if you look at the game at the weekend, you know, the back four. Um, I know Welsh has played, but Bolingoli was back in there. Um, you've Why? got Carter Vickers, <laughs> yeah. um, you've got Jovanovic yep. um, in there. So it's it's a new back four. Yep. It's, and then you also take into the equation Joe Hart's coming as well. So that takes time because it's yep. the foundations of your team. But... Um, Julian will be a massive, massive gain for Celtic coming back into the team because, you know, obviously they don't look as solid defensively and, you know, that's been a frailty of theirs last season as well. So, um, yeah, f- for sure. And, and James Forrest, I- I've said this for years about Celtic, They're all, they were always synonymous with, with good wide players. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that they, they definitely miss him. Um, He's, he's creative as a player he's mobile but and it was the same last season when he was out the team you yes. said that yep you're right. Big time. Chris. you're right about Julian I think one thing having Julian back it creates height in your defensive line I think that's one thing Celtic maybe lack in is height you know you look at Vickers he's not that hot he's not 
that big, you know, I think he's just under six foot. You've got Starfield Starfield. that Mm -hmm. I think at best is six foot and then you've got the the two either side that, you know, are not six foot. um, Do you know, Chris, the one thing that I would say and just looking at the goal that Celtic conceded against Livingston at the weekend, you know, the midfield as well, Mm -hmm. uh, the balance there because I think, you know, it came down um, Celtic's right-hand side. It was a cross in the box. Carter Vickers got pulled out the area. They had no midfield tracking player to cover and provide that depth. And, you know, it was a wonderful finish from Shinny. I mean, absolutely incredible. But you could see there that they were really exposed Mm -hmm. and lacked that cover. Um, So it's something that certainly will need to be eradicated if they are to be successful this season. No, you're totally right. I think when you look at that goal, they'll be disappointed and it tends to be when the score when you, when a team scores against you it's small a couple of small little mistakes and that's what happened in the goal but I think there's nothing taken away from Shinny because sure. technically it was a mm. very very good goal I think he spoke about it last night his first, his first touch made it yep. but tell you what his second touch was not bad either when, it, when, yep. when he put it on his opposite foot in the top the top corner and I've played with Shinny and he's mm. a very technically gifted player mm. so he'll do well at Livy but when the ball did come in, it just seemed to be he was isolated. It was a 1v1 in the box mm. from a cross. And that generally doesn't happen when a cross comes into the box where there was no players surrounding spoke, um, in a 1v1 situation. He spoke so well here on the Go Radio football show. This time last night, about half past five, he was on. But the manager himself said Celtic were terrible on at the weekend on Sunday at Livingston for large part of the game. Let's hear what he's saying today. Um, he sounds a bit, well, let, let, let you decide. What about the fans' patience? My general feel is that our supporters are totally understanding the situation we're in and being very supportive. Um, I haven't sensed the shift in that. I think, you know, probably Sunday's game was was probably the most disappointed that probably been in our, in our performance. But I haven't felt that supporters are thinking that this is going to be a, a quick fix at any stage. Um, and again, we're just going to, stand up to that and face that and accept that as part of the process. But as I said, internally, what we're, what we're trying to do, what I certainly try to steer us to is that we've started to sort of on a certain road to, to be a, a certain kind of football team and we won't waver from that. I won't waver from that. And belief and confidence in the group here and, and what we're trying to achieve. And all these kind of things that happen along the way are just further sort of challenges to, to our commitment to it. Let's hear about the injury update. Most will be the sort of same makeup as the weekend. Uh, Yakimakis is uh, he's available. Um, yeah, probably not to start, but he's uh, he'll be part of the squad tomorrow. So just thinking about the weekend, I think that's the only sort of one uh, that's an inclusion. Chris, what do you think there? Um, yeah, yeah. Postacoglu, there was so much hope about it that the home form has been terrific, mm-hmm. but away yep. from home, That's... not so good. I heard a Celtic fan on uh, earlier in the week and saying, "Yeah, the Hearts game they lost, they should have won it. Mm-hmm. The Rangers game was no disgrace. You know, they dominated a lot of it, and then Rangers better in the second half. But Livingston, there is no excuse. Huge game for them against Wraith Rovers tomorrow, isn't it? It's a big game. They couldn't possibly stumble. I don't think they will. I think they're very impressive at home, uh, as we've seen." I think there's one thing we'll we'll probably see a trend of this season in Celtic is I don't think you'll see many draws, Paul. I really don't. (laughs) (laughs) I think you'll see an exciting win or a loss um, as we've seen so far uh, in the league. Mm -hmm. So, no, I think, is it, I'm just going to call him Gigi. I think him coming in will Mm -hmm. will be good for for Celtic. It gives Mm -hmm. a little bit of a challenge and and maybe it'll keep a Yeti on his toes. Obviously, the loss of Furihashi is... Is, um, is disappointing but it gives an opportunity to somebody else I think Celtic will win against Rafe Rovers um, but if you actually look at the league table I know Celtic sit 
six at this moment in time, right? But they've actually scored more goals in Rangers than conceded less. Yet they sit six and Rangers sit top. It's incredible. But I do think you'll see exciting football. And, post, and Ange Postacoglu spoke about it there. I will not waver from what we do. And I think that's one thing you'll see. And that's why I think there will not be many draws in it and for Celtic this season. It's an interesting one for me because, uh, I mean, we've spoken about all these players, especially Furuhashi. I think he's he's been a big loss, but the biggest loss for me, and, I, and, and I'm sure that the Celtic support would agree, is Callum McGregor. Yeah. I mean, and you're talking about it was disappointing um, for Celtic um, against Livingston, but if you look at possession again, and possession doesn't yeah. win you games, um, but when you're dominating the ball as much as 79% against Livingston's 21%, yep. but it's all about putting the ball in the back of the net. Mm-hmm. You know, you spoke earlier, Chris, about how important it is both boxes. You have to be able to defend properly, but you have to be able to create, but also be able to take the opportunities when they come your way. That That's a big thing. But for me, I, I, you know, I just think that Callum McGregor has been a, yes. huge, a huge loss for them right now. He's yes. risen to the job as captain, he has. hasn't he? He has totally. We, we we thought on the show maybe that you know losing Scott Brown would be you know a big big loss for Celtic in that midfield area. But with Callum McGregor in there, I think he's rose to the occasion, taking the captaincy really well, a true leader. And he's actually even showed that it's international level as well. Now I think the older he gets, the more experience he gets, the the better he becomes. Um, he does marshal that midfield area very well because. You need to think of Ange Postacoglu's style. You know, there's so many players that play in front of Callum McGregor. So he is the one that has to sit and protect um, that back four and the goalkeeper because even the fullbacks, even at sometimes are higher than Callum McGregor, the both of them at the same time, as well as the, the attackers. So he's, he uses his brain very, very well, Callum McGregor. He's an intelligent player and you're right in saying that about the possession Shelley, because he does play pur- purposeful passes for me, not just passes that go sideways. He makes, you know, very, very forward passes as well as um, sideways. Celtic fans, what do you reckon? Give us a call, 0808 17 17 700. Last night, I see it was picked up by the Daily Record that Frank, one of the callers, was on, and he, who must not be mentioned, was not mentioned by him. He wouldn't say the name Brendan Rogers, uh, despite the fact that Stephen Craig and John Hartson and Robber were quizzing him. It was a great call last night. Could be your call tonight, 0808 17 17 700. Chris Burke is with us, as is Shelley Kerr. We're back after this. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney, Shelley Kerr, Chris Burke, and your call's coming in on 0808 17 17 700. It's getting dark already, isn't it? But that won't bother. The Rangers fans will love it tonight, Chris. Uh, under the floodlights. They will. Rangers. fans, yeah. I'm sure, will be there cheering on their team and... Looking to rectify that one-one against Motherwell, but I think they will. I think they will. They'll beat Livingston comfortably. What I think will happen is Livingston put so much effort and energy, Shelley, into that game against Celtic, and then they have to go and face Rangers at Ibrox. Yeah. It's going to be a tough, tough ask for them. Well, plus you gave us that stat. Was that seventy-eight percent possession? Seventy-nine percent possession. <laughs> wow. Does that leave anything for the other opposition? That shows you how hard they had to work. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, sometimes it's not. It's been efficient. And, you know, some teams set up, you know, to play in transitional moments. And I thought Livingston done that really well. Um, you know, when they won the ball back, they were able to exploit Celtic in certain areas. And I think they, they used the wide areas really well because, as Chris mentioned earlier, I think both Celtic's fullbacks were bombing on and they didn't have that player 
that had the communication skills to actually provide that balance to the two centre backs, which is what you need if your two full backs are bombing forward. But um, you know, going back to um, Livingston, I think actually the pressure will be off them because they obviously that's them got their first win in the league now, so yep. they go into a cup game maybe free of that mm. yeah that pressure of trying to get points on the board in the league. But for me, it's going to be tough for them at Ibrox. And you know, going back to Rangers at the weekend, that one-one draw against Motherwell, I, I think the first half and, and Stephen Gerrard alluded to it. They should have been three or four goals up, but they weren't. And as long as it's just one goal in it, you, every team will get a chance against you. You know, that, because that's the way that Rangers play. That's the way that Celtic play. That they're very offensive in terms of their style of play. But, you know, going back to Rangers at the weekend, you know, the, for me, the front three were, were key here. You had Morelos not starting. You had Hadji out. You had Kent out. And, you know, I think Ryan Kent's been getting quite a bit of critique this season mm -hmm. because he's not been firing. But the Rangers miss him. Um, you, you know... And that, <laughs> that area of the pitch, you know, I think sometimes the wide players get a bit of a hard time because the high speed running that they do, how creative they are, it takes a lot. It's very, very taxing. It's a taxing job. Mm -hmm. And you're responsible for creating all the time. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right, Shelley. I know you're going to agree with me. I'm going to agree with you. all about it. But the thing yeah. is, with a wide player, that you need to realise when you're a wide player, you're relying on supply from others. Mm. So you really don't get the ball all the time and you have to play in moments. In the moments, you have to make them count. But I think Kent's got a new challenge this year where maybe an extra player's doubling up on him. But then that creates space for somebody else. So if he's attracting two, even three players at times, there comes a responsibility in the other player recognising where the space is and then, you know, capitalising on that space. So you're right in saying, you know, Kent, as much as people say he's not performing, but he does occupy you know, the best part of two or three players on the pitch when he even even if he's doing nothing. So, League Cup quarterfinal tonight. Here's Gary McAllister speaking about the importance of the game. It's massive. It's massive. I've really got to emphasise the point that this is this is a, a really big game for us against Levy. With the incentive of getting to Hamden and then obviously getting back there for a for a cup final. So the, it's an early end to the to a cup competition as well with a December final. So it's it's such a big game for us. We've been very diligent in our preparation for this one. It's quite clear, diligent in their preparation. But something's been missing. There's a spark this year with them, Shelley. I'm just looking at you and thinking, what do you think it is overall <laughs> with Rangers? I mean, we've often talked about Morellas, why he was allowed or why he didn't come back from Colombia, had a couple of weeks off, but then he should have been back. Um, he should have been fit because he'd been preparing, you know, for the tournament. I know he played for seven minutes. You just wonder, what's going wrong? Do you know what? It's a tough one. And it's a tough one for the coaching team as well because, you know, I think that they've, they've certainly got a philosophy and a style um, that they want to adopt in the football. And it was really successful for them last season. But... People, you know, other teams, other managers, they get wise to that. And, and you have to have a variation and have flexibility in your, your style and your principles that you want to adopt as a team. But I, I, I've got to credit the other teams because yeah. I, th I think that they're setting up tactically well to, to you know, nullify Rangers' threats. We, we just spoke about Ryan Kent's one example. You know, the, it, players are um, teams are doubling up on them, mm -hmm. um, especially the fullbacks. And they're playing in a different way and that's where Rangers have to have that variation in their play to identify where the space is on the pitch. And that takes good movement. It takes lots of drilling on a training ground. But 
Um, I go back to, um, you know, Rangers have had a few upsets this season. You had the COVID situation, mm-hmm. which hasn't helped. They've got that tag of champions. Mm-hmm. And it, yep. it, it's really hunt, tough. The, yeah. It's the really tough. It's a target on your back it's a target. The hunters yeah. become the hunted. That's what yeah. happens, really, yeah. if you think about it. Um, you know, you're chasing Celtic. You're trying to steal that title mm-hmm. off them. And then before you know it, you've got that title and then you become a target on your back. Mm. And Shelley, you're correct in what you're saying. It's a different challenge. You become the hunted. I remember I played when I played for Rangers, we won in Helicopter Sunday. I was part of that, that squad. The following season, we finished third. Yeah. Finished third. It's Albeit hard. we had a good it's Champions League run. to yeah. get to the top. That's, but see, to maintain that, it's so, so tough. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, but I also think that, um, let's not forget, Rangers are sitting top of the league. You know, it's it's, exactly. it's strange in football how how we all think, or you know, as pundits, as supporters, that there's there's a little bit of a, a crisis when a team are sitting top of the league. It's incredible, isn't uh, it? You think we're overcritical then? Not just the media, but the uh, fans. Do you think the fans are, or do you think they're just expecting a, bit, a little bit more mm-hmm. from their team and just wanting them to do better? But because I, I really don't think, and I think I heard a, a Rangers fan on here yesterday mm. he was very intelligent he was realistic and he said you know he's not expecting Rangers to go through the full season unbeaten yeah. and he thinks this season you know there will be draws and, and losses especially away from home because of the teams have got better and you have mm. to remember that Hibs have, have improved Hearts have come up from the league and they look as if they're, they're serious challengers for the top six um, you have Aberdeen who have not obviously went and fired no cylinders yet but they will improve you have the likes of Dundee United and Motherwell who have continued their amazing form when Graham Alexander uh, yeah yes Graham Graham Alexander stepped in from when he first came in last season Um, so I think you have to recognise that this league isn't just all about Celtic and Rangers and you don't win every time and actually even if you do lose some games as long as you win at the end of the season then the Rangers fans will be happy Mm-hmm. For Celtic fans, is second enough if they chase Rangers and narrow the gap substantially? What if it's only a couple of points, Shelley? It's never enough. Fascinating if, just if, now, isn't if it? You, if yeah. you're a Celtic supporter, Rangers supporter, player, anyone connected with those clubs, it's never enough to mm-hmm. be second. You know, I don't care what anybody says. That's what you're tasked with doing is winning games because of the success historically that both both clubs mm-hmm. have had. So it's, And I think especially for Celtic this year, um, you know, they will want to make amends. Obviously, it was a huge blow for them last year in terms of that 10 in a row. And I think that the pressure was heaped on them from the start of the season. Mm, but, yeah. you know, going back to Rangers as well, I think that it's very, it'd be very, very difficult to replicate mm. how well they played last season. I mean, the entertainment that they supplied to, you know, whether you support them or not, the way that they played football mm. last season was exceptional. What, what, what would you do as a, as a, a coach, a manager, did, when you were a coach and a manager, did you adopt different formations for different teams or did you stick to the same formation but then maybe adopt a different approach in that formation? I think um, you have a, a certain way that you want to play and you have, I call them the non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I think in terms of, if you're talking about formations, for example, um, for me, I think that you have to have a formation that's flexible. So, you know, Rangers, for example, right now are pretty much 4-3-3 but they'll play with one pivot or they'll play with two pivots. So that can be flexible. You can also play with your number 10, playing further up, higher up towards the striker, which mm-hmm. can become a 4-4-2. Yep. If you move you know, the wide players in, it can become a diamond. So for me, your, your main 
philosophy in terms of the, the style that you want to adopt is, is that system, but it can be flexible within it. And I think that's what you then work on at training, depending on your opponents that you're going to play. Because, you know, and you've seen how Rangers play in Europe. It's different in Europe yeah. from what they play in, in the Premiership. And I think you'll see a difference tonight as well, because it's a one-off game, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. I just think Rangers are better when they play Roof and Morelos together. I think there's more goals in the team. Mm-hmm. I think Roof, you know, he has his injury concerns, but I think when he plays, you know, he's got an amazing ratio for mm-hmm. goals per game and starts. And when the two of them play together, I think, you know, it is kind of like maybe a 4 4 2 lopsided. And, you know, we spoke about it earlier, you know, in the final third, you know, you want your goal scorers um, in your team. And I think when they two play, they definitely are a, 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 a more forceful team. Um, it doesn't become a 1-0 it may become a 2 or a 3 or a 4 So Chris Burke former Rangers player currently with Kilmarnock if you were the Rangers manager tonight are you going to play Ruth and Morelos from the start? If, if they were Unleash fit them. available yeah. obviously Morelos had a hamstring injury yeah. so I don't know if he's available He came on at the weekend he, he, oh, he? Yeah, yeah, he came, came on. on at the weekend yeah. oh, he came right, on sorry, sorry. Yep. So, so you would play the two of them yeah, I would play the two keep them off Radio Columbia and get them on air and yeah, yeah. You know, get them on the pitch and go and score some goals or create Yeah, yeah. too much too much chat off they need to get on with it that's what it strikes me as at Rangers they're not quite firing I know when I said to you what's gone wrong or what's happening Rangers are top on 13 points after 6 games Hibs and Hearts on 12 after the draws at the weekend Motherwell on 11 and Motherwell could have gone top of the table that was a, an interesting 15 minutes at the end if Rangers had scored they were clear at the top uh, and if Motherwell had they would have gone clear at the top Dundee United on 10 Celtic on 6 and then Aberdeen what's happening at the dawn St Johnson on 6 their first win of the season hard, remarkable to say isn't it we've said so many great things about them Livy as you said Shelley they're well off the bottom then well in that they've leapfrogged St Mirren Ross County and Dundee so Livy and St Mirren on four Ross County and Dundee but it's the Premier Sports Cup tonight the League Cup a few years ago we hadn't heard of Premier Sports and it's probably the same with Dazone who are in advanced negotiations to buy BT Sport. So I remember when Netflix started, you remember 10 or 15 years ago, like, what's this thing, Netflix? You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're all still going down to blockbuster video, but so quickly it's all moved yes. on. There's no video and Netflix is such a part of our life. I just wonder if this is an opportunity for Scottish football. If the deal happens, BT have got a lot of property in the European games or whatever. Can Scottish clubs benefit from this deal? The zone has come up in the last five years. Multi-billion pound company. Could it be a route to market for Scottish teams to get more money into the game? Because the money we get from TV is tiny. I certainly think that, you know, we need to commercialise our game better than what we do. I think that's there for everyone to see. And I was just thinking when you were mentioning Netflix and all that, I'm I'm thinking back to VHS and Betamax (laughs) back in the day. But technology and these platforms are, are becoming more and more apparent and, you know, we, we have to market the product here in Scotland because, you know, I think there's no doubt about it. Um, there's some cracking games and um, we, we were talking off air, um, Chris and I, about players that come up to the or come into the Scottish League and how long it takes them to adapt. Yeah. You know, it's fast, it's furious. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm not saying all the games are entertaining, but it's a different kind of product and I think we've got a duty to market it in the right way. Yeah, you're totally right. And on the, the streaming service obviously I think even Amazon took the last package in the Premier League yeah. and ended up being so successful by yeah. it so there is a, a, an area there for for the Scottish game to, to tap into mm. 
Um, you're right, and Shelley has to say we have to commercialise it. But you always do. I think um, the one thing for me is you know we we don't do it as the service we should. I think you know that there's a lot of Scottish games I watch and I'm excited by it. Um, even though even if it's not Celtic or Rangers, I, I still enjoy watching it. Sometimes I enjoy watching the games rather than a Premier League game on on the Sky. So yeah, no, we do need to market it better, and hopefully you know soon we could be talking about us in the Premier League and talking about you know Scottish Premier League on Netflix and Amazon and all streaming services would be great yeah they stream the tennis you know the US yeah. Open was on the other week there and, and it was fantastic to watch so yeah we need to be proactive certainly Raducanu ah, it amazing was, it was yeah. terrific yeah. absolutely terrific and great for Scotland's women last night and again against Hungary then last night to 7-1 uh, against Faroe Islands how do you feel Shelley as the, the ah. manager you took us to the World Cup the last time ah, it's brilliant I mean um, Pedro's obviously new managers mm. come in with a new manager coming in that gives you that wee bit more kind of impetus to go and have another successful campaign everything there's things that change and you get that bounce but it's fantastic you know six points out of six you couldn't ask for much more um, so great and scored plenty of goals last night albeit against the Pharaohs but you've still got to put the ball in the back of the net mm. and you know the players done that so it's credit to them that you know they're sitting with six points you know Two wins out of two, you can't ask for much more. It was great to see it on the national networks this morning. Yeah. What about Claire Emsley? What about that goal? Oh, it was fantastic. To make it and seven. listen, yeah. Claire, Claire's got that. She can do it with both feet as well, mm. you know, left That's and right. She yeah. take corners for left and right foot. But, Did you, you know, not give her a debut? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hungry, yeah, it was yeah. against Hungary. But um, Claire's a fantastic player, she really is. But she's also a great person as well. Mm -hmm. um, loves playing for the national team and loves representing her country. But, you know, I go back to the new manager Pedro Martinez Losa. He's he's had a lot to contend with, you know. He's had a few players that weren't available to him, and that's no easy when you, you you take over. And you know the expectations now because the team previously have qualified for back to back finals. Obviously, we failed under my tenure the last time, and you know <laughs> that's that's what it's like as a manager. Yeah, um, two, two or three bad. <laughs> but that's good. Listen, my predecessor Anna Signol done amazing yeah. in her twelve years, and you know it's a, it's. Yeah. It's a long process trying to evolve the women's game, but you know I wish Pedro and, and the players all the best. But it's a great start, and as I say, he's had one of his best players missing in Caroline Weir. So you know, hopefully she's yep. back for for the next um, the next couple of games. Have you been in touch with each other? No, yeah, I haven't. No. I haven't. I've been pretty busy with my, with my new course. role, but um, certainly it's it's brilliant. It's yeah. we're on the right track. Great to have you here in Go Radio tonight, Shelley Kerr, Chris Burt too. Quick break, and then we're back with more. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. It's getting busy on the roads again. Look out for the ten k taxi ride tomorrow, just after the eight o'clock news. Somebody could win ten k here on Go Radio. Chris, it's got to happen soon. 10k, that would do, wouldn't it? £10,000, it's like your, your win bonus. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I wish. Um, oh, you never know if we go you, up. You never know. Surely Kilmarnock will come up. We'll get Chris Burke with us. He's at a knock, ankle knock, but he hopefully he'll be back soon. Big game for them on Friday night against Arbroath. Who would have believed it? The Red Lichties uh, battling there near the mm. top of the table. Inverness at the top, then Kilmarnock. Davy Proven was absolutely delighted again at the weekend when he heard the result that you had. Shelley Kerr is with us, the former Scotland manager who took us twice no, to make it. Once. 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 Yeah, I'm not taking the credit. It was my predecessor, okay. Anna Senior for the Euros, done a fantastic job. But you took us once then to yes. the World Cup, it was yeah. fantastic. And you're now technical director with the women's game in England. So well, part of the. 
It's yeah. how we play strategy, technical lead. So okay. that's the kind of title. Yeah, it's quite a title. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to Shelley just before Ed. I was so yeah. interested in it. It's excellent. It's more than a 10k title, isn't it? Right, <laughs> Gary's <laughs> on the line. Rangers are playing tonight. We've got the Premier Sports Cup. It's the quarterfinals. Dundee St Johnson, Rangers against Livingston. Gary, good evening. How you doing, guys? Good. How Shelley, are you? Evening, Gary. Hi, Gary. I'm very good. I'm looking forward to tonight. Hopefully it's uh, uh, heading in the right direction uh, breaking Rangers' unfortunate duck in the cup. And it is, isn't it? It's hard to believe when you look back on last year. Not too much said last year because the Holy Grail was to win the title. But you can tell that, I mean, the club are desperate to win a cup and Stephen Gerrard must be won so many as a player and he would love to do it tonight. What, what about, did you hear Chris earlier saying, obviously the, the news, Glenn Kamara has signed until 2025. Gary, your reaction? delighted about that. Kamara, as Gerard stated many a times, is a Rolls Royce player. Mm-hmm. I think he can control a game. He's just so smooth. It's really good news for us. Shelley, do you get a Rolls Royce with the FA? <laughs> Working with him? <laughs> Maybe not quite. But you were saying that, Glenn Kamara. And, you know, he played so well for I, Finland I, I, in the I Euros. He could have been a I target. Just, I just think that, um, you know, Rangers, that bit of business in particular is one of the best that they've done. I know that they haven't sold any players, which is great for the support because yeah. they've managed to keep all the players. And I think um, there was a little bit doubt about Glenn Kamara, although he's come out today and openly said that, you know, he's he's delighted to sign a new contract. But I think that that will give the team and the support a huge lift because he's just, I think he's incredible as a player. I have to say, I think he's one of the best midfielders in the country. But I, I think eventually, and I know that Gary, you won't want to hear this, but I think eventually he'll... he'll he'll move to probably, you know, the English Premier yeah. League. I think he's that good. And just to think, I think you call best part of it, £50,000 for, for Dundee. Amazing, amazing bit of business that was, wasn't it? Um, but Gary, I just want to know, um, I'm interested, always to talk about Kamara's contract and it's all secured, but what about Goldson? Obviously, he's in his final year and I think he could do a bit of business with other teams in January. How do you feel about that? Uh, it's a wee bit worrying he's leaving it so late, I think. Um, he's obviously exploring his options uh, the big man's put in a great shift for us he's full time up here you know he's got his a title in the bag as well so if it's the big man's decision it's worrying for us obviously we need to find a replacement because he's just been the rock at the back you know he's missed out every day Mr Consistent um, I don't know how we're going to replace him if he does go but hopefully the next week or two we may hear something fingers crossed Yes, good point. Gary, what did you want to ask Shelley and Chris? Uh, just how they thought Rangers were playing, how they've started. Uh, I know obviously we've not been fa- uh, fantastic, but they've managed to grind out a couple of results. Mm-hmm. And do they think the uh, sort of COVID situation and, you know, like Glenn Kamara's banning that, do you think that actually affected us getting into the Champions League? I'm just thinking that looking forward to next year. I'm hoping obviously two Scottish teams are getting into it. Yeah, Gary, I, I think that you make a really good point. I, I mentioned earlier the COVID situation because I think that um, Rangers as a club done fantastic last season to avoid it and you know it didn't impact them too much, whereas other clubs had that that situation to deal with. Um, I also think the the way that you know the the Malmo game in particular ended. You know, after getting back into the game and 
the home leg at, at Ibrox. I mean, I, I was at the game and they played absolutely outstanding in the first half. And, you know, sometimes when that happens, when you're on the pitch or when you're the manager, it takes you a bit of time to go over that. Um, I, I do think as well that um, last season, I think the difference from Rangers last season was defensively, they were rock solid. They were absolutely fantastic. And um, I think they've been leaking goals um, this season. Um, you know, it's a blow that Hollander's out. Um, and I think that when you... When you're playing against teams that are more robust defensively, um, like the teams are, are setting up really well tactically against Rangers this season, I think it's even more important that you have that solid foundation defensively. And so that that's a wee bit of concern. However, that said, I think it will just take one moment at that one spark that will get Rangers back on track. And it's like we were talking, myself and Chris were talking earlier, you know, when you're when you're involved with Celtic at Rangers, everyone expects you to win every game, but they also expect you to perform mm -hmm. at your optimal levels. And when that doesn't happen, then that's when people start to, you know, get a wee bit anxious. But um, listen, there's been, I think there's still been a lot of positive signs in terms of Rangers. The first half in particular against Malmo, the first half at the weekend against Motherwell, but it's very, very hard to do that um, for 90, 90 plus minutes every single game that you play in. Chris? Yeah, no, I think I agree with Shelley about the COVID <clears throat> situation and injuries, if you really think about it. Yeah. At crucial times, you know, from the very beginning, Stephen Gerrard, you probably see about Celtic as well. They've had an unsettled squad. Mm -hmm. The both of them have. Um, the Malmo game and COVID probably came and injury came at crucial points in in their in their season. Where in the Champions League, especially, you had Malmo game. You had Eaton up top, um, and your number nine was missing in Morelos. Yeah. And you need your best players. You know, Aribo and Kamara was missing as well. Yeah. And, and no Ryan Ruth. Jack, of course. And, and no Ryan Jack and Ruth. Yep. You need your top players to mm. to get into the Champions League and they weren't there. Um, then yep. you obviously had, you know, Malmo at home. You know, you're asking Morelos to return and there's no Ruth again um, to perform just returning. You don't know when's the last time he played a full game. Mm -hmm. And then you could probably argue the point that he, put, he picked Ballinger over Hallander in that mm -hmm. game. Um, but yeah, I, I firmly agree that he had an unsettled squad and it was very difficult. If you actually think about it, they've had they've not had the same back four back to back this season. They've not had the same back four, and that's something that was very, very crucial to them last season. Big time. It was a Rolls Royce at the back, there were no problems. Yeah, even yeah. the goalkeepers. You yeah, know, of course. you've had three He's different rotated. goalkeepers. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's a big part in it as well. Gary, up front, Chris Burke was saying earlier he would play Morellas and Ruth tonight. Is that what you want to see if they're both fit? Uh, I would actually rather see a wee bit more of fashion, to be honest with you. Right, okay. Um, yeah. And it's just a uh, curiosity. Just want to see what the boy brings. You know, he's, mm -hmm. there's been some exciting wee glimpses of him, and it's nothing against Ruth. Ruth's been outstanding, and, you know, I, I love the guy, and put, I'd put him in the team every day of the week. But mm -hmm. it's more curiosity that's got me uh, to want to see Fashion Sakala uh, get a game tonight against Livingston. Mm -hmm. See what he can do because Livingston are a really well put together team. And Nathan Patterson could be fit tonight, so I mean he must be desperate. I know he picked up a knock, but that's the other thing this season that you know Everton wanted him. They were in, I think, with eight or nine million. Eventually, still not enough. But you know, I keep saying about Radicanu, for example. Look at the young players at sixteen that are playing. You know, he's what nineteen now. Yep. Um, he, he must be desperate to get a run. 
at rate. He's an international player now. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I mean, and he's a great talent. Um, mm. I still think, you know, he's got a long way to go um, because with any young player, you get that um, inconsistency at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a phenomenal talent. But you've got your captain and James Tavenier. It's a really, really yep. tough one in terms of do you... I mean, see, for tonight, it's like we're talking earlier, do you, do you change some players? If it's me, I'm going strong because mm-hmm. I want to give the support what they want. I want to win silverware as a manager and, yeah. you know, the Rangers do as a club. So you've got to go full strength squad um, to try and get into, you know, the first part of the semi-final, get into Hamden. They yeah. missed out in Hamden completely they did. last season. They, did. Yeah. they, did. they missed out and I think that's one thing they want to get to is mm. at least get to the semi-finals and give themselves an opportunity to win in the trophy. Gary, scoreline tonight. I think, I think it'll be KG. So I'll mm. go for a, a 1-0 or maybe an extravagant 2-1. An extravagant <laughs> 2-1. Who are your scorers then? <laughs> who, oh, who do you think? Kamara and Sakala. <laughs> Cheers, Gary. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. So the big news tonight, Glenn Kamara signs a new deal with Rangers to the summer of 2025. He says he was always going to sign it. There was interest from down south, but he didn't go in the window. And he's now signed. And the manager, Stephen Gerrard, it was months ago, he said that uh, surely a new contract for Glenn Kamara... Chris Burke is always right with the facts. He's going to tell us something in a moment or two. And so too, <laughs> Shelley Kerr. Shelley, just checking, you're well connected at the FA and the SFA. Tickets for the Israel game in a couple of weeks. Is it, should we stick in with you tonight for the for Scotland against Israel? That's going to be some game. Ah, massive. And um bit of a bogey team for us, isn't it, um, Israel? Yeah. I, I actually think that, you know, not no so much the management team or the players, but I think in general they are quite underestimated as a team Israel I think they've got some fantastic players and you know they play in a certain way get a little Nacho Mm. in the the centre of the pitch even though he's a little bit older he's really industrious but I think they've got a few cracking players and that'll be a tough game for us When I I watched Austria and we drew 2-2 the first game and then we went to Israel as soon as I seen it I thought even though we played Israel before I thought Israel are the main the main threats for us, did I feel. Yeah. I really mm-hmm. did. I really felt they could go all the way. Um, and it's evident to see now. But we're in a good position. We're in a really good position where we're at home. And if we beat Israel, you would like to think even a point would probably maybe make us qualify because the next two games are the games that you would think that would pick up the six points. Of course. Yep, you've worn the dark blue of Scotland, both of you. What would it be like to play in the World Cup in Qatar. Any contacts Hot. over there, Shelley? Hot. <laughs> but not too bad come October time. October, November. But, uh, oh, listen, yeah. I mean, it's going to be phenomenal, isn't it? Yeah. Steve Clark and his staff and the players deserve a lot of credit. Um, they've done something that hasn't been done in, you know, X amount of years that's been well documented. But to do it back to back. But it's tough because... You know, you don't just, just qualify automatically. You've got to get top spot. Mm-hmm. I think that that will be beyond us. Denmark oh, are absolutely flying. Really. So yeah. we ha- we have to rely on getting that second spot. And mm. you know, then it's a whole different <laughs> ball game. I won't even try and explain that no. t- in terms of the format. But but that's sure. what the target should be for us. And maybe they'll have their foot off the gas right at the end when we play them because the the business will have been done for them. But we'll give you the build up in the coming weeks. Tonight it's a League Cup Premier Sports quarter finals tonight. It's, it comes very early, isn't it? It's the great thing about this tournament. This is your chance to get silverware and the chance at the moment is with Dundee, St Johnson the holders, Rangers and Livingston and then tomorrow night Celtic, Wraith Rovers, 
and Dundee United and Hibs. Celtic today, well, it was uh, the manager, Ange Postacoglu, in front of the media. It's on Zoom, I'm, I'm afraid. It'll be great when we resume. Hopefully one day will be a thing of the past. Let's get the update. He had some good news for Celtic fans about Christopher Julian and James Forrest. Yeah, look, I, I think with both, we post the international window. I'd expect both of them to hopefully be training with the first team and then after that, you know, I guess it'll depend on their levels of fitness and how quickly they adapt to to what we want to do in our football as well. So you know, I, I don't think you'll see either one of them uh, before the international window. Oh, no, you won't. Injuries update? There's always chance the manager will, will tell you. That's why I never comment on other managers' predicaments. I know we've all got individual challenges and, yeah, you know, it would have been great to, to have uh, full complement of players and, you know, we're obviously missing our skipper or missing our top goal scorer. And you can start thinking that, you know, these things are piling up against you or you can see it, as I said, an opportunity to build resilience because if we can get through this period and still come out with positive outcomes, that means then, you know, when things will settle down and they, they will settle. It is a very, very unusual period. I mean, I've, I've been through periods myself, obviously my career like this, where there's a lot of disruptions, a lot of, a very little chance to settle, but they always pass them. I don't know who's close to him, who's round about him, but uh, the body language, he just sometimes, he sent it down after the game at Livingston, that's understandable. And there, he didn't quite have the bounce that he had earlier in the mm. season, but looking at our socials and just listening to Celtic fans, in Ange, they trust, many of them do. They like the style of football. They'd rather be winning 4-3 than losing, but it is something about the Celtic way. And uh, because he's not going to change, you said it, Chris. Mm -hmm. We hear it from Craig Moore, also the ex-Rangers player who knows him pretty well. He's not going to change, is he? But is he going to get the bounce back? I think he will. I think there's one thing, you know, good teams, when they need to win, tend to win. Mm. And I think Celtic will win very comfortably. In Thursday night against Rafe Rovers, um, I think it'll be an open game. I think you know McGlynn plays a certain way as well, mm -hmm. so it'll be yeah. two managers playing a certain way against each other. So you might see free flowing football and lots of goals, but he doesn't waver from his own formation. And you're right, maybe it does seem seem a little bit down, but I think that comes from his honesty, because yeah. he's very honest in his words. He doesn't, you know, hide from the fact and and mask things when he speaks you get a lot of managers that might do so mm -hmm. um, but he does it in a way where he is very honest so sometimes it might seem a bit down a bit more depleted but I think there's one thing you can guarantee with Ange Postacoglu no matter what if you win lose not draw yet obviously that um, <laughs> you will you will get honesty from him Are you surprised he doesn't have his own backroom team with him? There's some really good people at Celtic we know that but you're not surprised that he hasn't brought somebody in yet Shelley? I, I think when you you experience a different or go and work in another country that has a different culture um, I always think it's good to have someone there that you can bounce things off mm -hmm. but there's experienced staff there at Celtic and, Oh for uh, sure yeah. Great support team Um but I think that he's going to be frustrated and I go back to the point I made earlier, he'll get frustrated because, and he shows his frustration, but I like that. Mm -hmm. I like, it shows his personality and I think, you know, when you when you stifle that in someone then it's no good. So I, I think I like his honesty and I like his personality. He doesn't suffer fools gladly, that's for sure. And especially when he's dealing, you know, in, in his media conferences and his press conferences. But... They've had a lot to contend with as well. You know, yeah. he brings in a fantastic player in, in Furahashi. He gets injured. You know, How he good is he? He's, he's fantastic. He's brilliant. And, you know, Japanese, I've worked with um, two Japanese World Cup winners when I was at Arsenal in, in the women's game. And their discipline mm. in terms of their, and their attitude at training is just second to none. Um, but Furahashi's exceptional. His movement, and I don't always necessarily think it's it, he's coached. I think it's instinctive mm. with him. 
Um, and you know he's got a great first touch. He's a technician as a player. He's absolutely yeah, fantastic. Going all you could, you could, you could, you could, and and he smiles. Know, yeah, he does. Yeah. But I, what what I would see is you know bringing in a player like that. Then yeah. then he gets injured. You, then your captain gets injured. You know mm. you. So he's had to deal with a. a you know, and, and see when you look at the starting team on Sunday against Livingston, it's like a brand new team. So yeah. it's going to take time for Ange. And I think the good thing um, from his perspective is that the Celtic support are on side. The worst thing is if things are not going your way, and then you got if you you work at Celtic Rangers and the support are not on side, that can be difficult. Well, you're in the bunker then, Anton McElhone. I heard them saying in the show last night. He's joined as the new head of sports science, so technically he has brought somebody in, the former Morton boss. Let's go back in the lines, shall we? Yep. yep. Chris yep. Burke, yep. Shelley Kerr, MBE, and Cammy, a Rangers fan. Cammy, good evening. Hi guys. Good evening. Good evening. Hi Cammy. Hi Cammy. How are you doing? Looking forward to it tonight. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm delighted with the news earlier about uh, Glenn Kamara. Mm. I think that was someone Rangers were trying to um, get, get on a new contract for a while. Now it's finally done. Yep, the window shut. Undoubtedly, there was interest. I think people thought there would be even more interest in him. Maybe there was, know? and it was just quiet about for, it. For sure, know. you know. It, it was a summer where there wasn't that much movement at Rangers. And in many ways, that's good, Cammy, because you've kept your key assets I wonder if sometimes, you know, you have to have a bit of pain. Somebody goes, one of the top players, but maybe there's another big signing comes in. There's not a big marquee signing this summer. Maybe Fashion Sakala will turn out to be. But Cammy, I would just wonder what you think. What about Rangers? You're, you're confident tonight they'll, they'll get the goal machine going because that's what the manager was saying. He wants more from the strikers. Uh, yeah, I think... Um not only from the strikers, but maybe from the yeah. defence as well. I think you look at the amount of goals that um, Rangers obviously scored last season, but the amount of clean sheets that they had. Mm-hmm. And, you know, recently we've been conceding goals. It feels all over the place. I'm making quite a lot of mistakes at the back. I don't know if it's nerves. Uh, maybe because the team just isn't playing well in general. It's reflecting upon the back four. Maybe it's just because of how good they were last season. We expect a lot better. But I, th- I think Rangers will go out in the win tonight. I think they'll want to prove prove that uh, it was wrong after the result against Murrow and show that they they've still got um, they've still they've still got a, a good team in them. Cammy, mm-hmm. you you mentioned about you know defensively, and I, I I agree with you. I think that obviously. Maybe last season, you know, Rangers were getting that, you know, second goal. So it gives you that little bit of cushion. And then from there, as a defensive unit, that gives you even more confidence. Um, but right now, they're, they're not getting that cushion. What what would be your ideal backline? If you were to, if you were the manager, who would you put in there, given the current circumstances? Uh, obviously, just now it's hard um, with with injuries and things like that but with everyone fit and ready you'd, you'd have to play James Tavernier also Al McGregor and goals Connor Goldson and Holanda with former Barisic that's been Rangers main main back, back four uh, throughout throughout last season as well so I think maybe this season there has been quite a lot of changes due to Covid and due to injuries recently obviously Holanda McGregor was out in the old firm Barty's been coming in for Barisic there has been a lot of change but I think if Rangers can get settled and get settled into a back four, obviously Holanda won't be back until December. So that gives Balogun uh, or Jack Simpson to step up to the step up to the plate and show, show what they can do. Here's Gary McAllister speaking about the defence. 
Yeah, just 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 the coming together and having that togetherness and that, that organizational level. And it's 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 fine detail. And I think that's the thing that we've been pressing on to not only just the back line, but all over the pitch because we start defending from obviously from the front, but it's just those little fine details. We just feel as if we're coming away from the game plan a touch and not following the fine details on on you know the strengths of the opponents. So we've just got to get back and fully concentrated, but just take care of the fine details because we're we're getting caught by, by sucker punches on little lapses of I feel of concentration and just concentrating on these little fine things. Chris Burke. Yeah, no, he's right. That's what I spoke about. You know, you yep. tend to consider goal for small little mistakes and that's little fine details in certain moments. And you've seen that in the 1 1 when uh, Motherwell scored the goal. There's a big switch from a goalkeeper. You could argue Tavenier should be a bit tighter. Mm. You see Goldson try to cover Tavenier coming across too much, maybe. And then you see, obviously, is it Simpson that get dragged across? So then before you know it, your two centre backs are in the right, right hand slot. And then Barisic maybe caught in his heels a little bit and not coming across and then you could argue the point of you know Barisic being a little bit braver and try to you know stop the shot rather than actually try to challenge the player in, inside the box and before you know it these small little mistakes that we just spoke about there it ends up in the back of your net and it's 1-1 I think yeah, as a management team and the coaching staff I'm pretty sure that they are more heavily populated to working on create the attack and finish the attack because you know the laws of average and every, the games that they play in they're going to dominate possession but I can tell you I, I would assume that defensively they will work in transitional moments because they have so much of the ball and they will expect to get turned over at times because of the way that they play so they will be working on it but it is just the fine details and it's it's sometimes winning your individual battles um, and it's that kind of last line but you mentioned the goal you know it's Kelly you know it's no from build the attack it's a route one ball and that's something that Rangers I think defensively haven't dealt with very well this season mm-hmm. what, well what, obviously Cammy we were talking about the back four and um, we we're talking about Patterson as well and Tavenier would you like to see Patterson start tonight or would you still like Tavenier to play no I would I would like to see Pat, Patterson come in tonight I think he deserves a chance mm-hmm. Um, I don't think James Tavenier has been playing playing his best recently. I think that's where Gerard needs to go, um, go and play Patterson. And it was a few games ago after the St Johnson game. Um, Gerard stated that James James Tavenier is the best fullback in Scotland, and Nathan Patterson is the best fullback Scotland has. So I just wonder mm-hmm. if that might make Nathan Patterson think if he's not getting his game, does he does he need to go out and loan, or does he need to? Because it will start to frustrate Patterson when he sees. Tavernier not playing so well and he knows he can go in and it can flow well because we've done that last season when Tavernier was out injured. Cammy, I think it's a tough one for the manager because I think he's open. He's openly said that he wants two players for every position to be competing. So if he allows them to go out and loan, um, then it's a problem if you know, Tavenier gets injured, for example, yep. and or he wants to rest him. So I, I can't see him allowing him going to no, go out and loan. But, but equally, he's such a good player. You know, he, he needs to be. He needs to get game time. He does. I think. I think there's been a plan put in place for Patterson. I think they've yeah. sat down with him and gave him a plan of saying this is probably the amount of games you're going to play in the league. We've got obviously a, a, a huge load of games. We would like they would like to think that they'll go far in Europe. They'd like to think they'll go far in the cup competitions. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the, the 38 games you have in the league. And I think they've sat down with Parts and says, you're not going to go and loan and these are the games that you're probably going to play in. And that's more so games that you got than last season. And that's a progression. Mm-hmm. 
Um, for will me. that be enough for him for Nathan I Patterson I think it will because yep. they've sat down and explained that situation so he's agreed mm. to that um, I think you really remember as well he's training with the top quality players Monday to Friday mm. Paul you know he's not when he goes away to another club no disrespect but the players that he's training with are better than the, probably the team that he goes to mm. and but, that's every day he's getting challenged against yep. and Gerard said that he said you know he's got likes of Kent right you know, Roof, Sakala, mm. all these attacking threat, Morelos, that are up against him. Um, and he's having to defend these 1v1 situations and attack as well. But he hears the programmes, he hears what people say on things like this programme and says, well, these top players, that was last season, they're not playing that well. I'm 19, I'm a Scottish internationalist, I want to play. That's good though. And that's, I'm wanted at Everton. That's good though, Shelley, he's 19 and he actually still wants to yeah. play and obviously maybe the teams like Everton are yeah. watching him and they're probably more so, more just in Everton that are watching him. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, that'll be highlighted even more the more games he plays. Mm. <laughs> um, and, and you hear Cammy, you know, okay, straw poll of one at the moment, but a lot of Rangers fans say, oh, yeah, they want to see Nathan Patterson. And I know Stephen Jarr's not going to change the system, I don't think. I, I agree with Chris. I think there'll be a plan in place. Okay. Yep. Um, it definitely. Um, because when you've got a young player that's so talented, it's important mm. that, of course, you fit them into the system at the right time. But, but also they have the right attitude because that will allow them to excel in the future. And and we've seen it in the past where you have a young player that's talented, you know, they, they maybe um, go down south, they don't get game time, then they end up going out and loan. And um, so I, I'm convinced and I agree with Chris, I think Rangers have got a plan for him. And I think Nathan will have been part of that discussion. Mm-hmm. Totally. He, he will have been. Cammy, is your name on the League Cup, the Premier Sports Cup? Not you personally, but is it going to be Rangers this season? I would, I would, I would like to think so. Um, I think that that's definitely something that Rangers will be after this season, after winning the league last season and failing um, to get it to Hamden. They'd be looking at winning uh, one of the two cups this year as well as the as well retaining the league title. What's your scoreline tonight? I'll, I'll go for a a two 0 Rangers win tonight. I think. think Cammy, you're confident. Who's goals. scoring? <laughs> um. There'll be a there'll be a Nathan Patterson goal <laughs> and, and Fashion Sakala. Mm-hmm. I see in the row over at Rangers and Cinch there's breaking news that it's been claimed today, um, in the you know there's court session going mm-hmm. on that uh, there were it's claimed there were negotiations between Rangers uh, and Cinch to rename the stadium. I mean it often happens. We know the Emirates. We just call it the Emirates. You know there's so many. Cammy, how would you feel if Ibrox was called Cinch or, or any other commercial name? How would you feel? No, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't like that. I remember when Murray Park got changed to the Hummel Training Centre, but everyone mm-hmm. still called it Murray Park. It will always be known as Ibrox, but yeah. I, I can't see. I can't see that happening. I still call it Murray Park. Yep. <laughs> That's what I was. <laughs> Do you still call that Tony Macaroni? Isn't it? it What's it called now? Uh, I'm not sure. The Rangers Training Ground. Is it? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Okay. Cammy, thanks for calling. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Go Radio Football Show. It's the Wednesday night edition. It's non-stop the football, isn't it? What did we say? Seven huge games for Celtic and Rangers in, what, five weeks? And this will be game number four tonight. So for Rangers up against Livingston. We've also got Dundee against St. Johnson, the cup holders. And then tomorrow, Dundee United Hibs should be a great game there at Tannadice and Celtic against Wraith Rovers. Uh, John, a Celtic fan, is on the line. John, good evening. Hi, gentlemen, how are you? 
Good. Good evening, John. Hi, John. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Yeah, no, not at all, John. We knew. John, what are you thinking? What, what, well, I throw you what John Hartson last night. Did you hear Big John? And I won't do the accent. He said Celtic need a miracle to win back the title. Do you agree with him? Do you know? I, I think I think Celtic need to. I think Celtic need to step up their game. I think with you know we all had a kind of honeymoon period with uh, Angebo, um <laughs> and of course you know we the last few kind of. Results have not not been the best, of course, but I mean, I think we can certainly. I, I think we can keep it going for the next, you know, five or six games. I think we can get back onto that period of, you know, Angeball. So whether that can continuously go is the question, you know. What do you think is happening? Why is it? I'm, you could say the result. How did you feel about the Real Betis? I mean, they're up against the team that were sixth in Spain. They make much more money from television than we do in Scotland. Um, Sounds as though I'm leading you into the reply. But uh, how did you feel about it? Four three. Uh, do you know I was actually over in Seville. Uh, oh, yeah. I was, um, I was uh, in, a, in a pub just outside the stadium watching it. Um, and yeah, I mean to be honest, you know, Batiste—they were a really, really good team. But I thought Celtic played exceptionally well, and I think that's where we can take so much pride from. And I think mm-hmm. you know the, the way that we you know stood up against Batiste and. You know, we, we were attacking and we were, uh, you know, pressing, and we just weren't. We didn't have any fear. The only trouble was, is you know, when you come back, you hope to, you know, continue that against Livingston, and it just didn't happen for us, um, for one reason or another. But I think, you know, Livingston's a really strange game. But why do you guys think that is? Celtic haven't beaten. I don't think Brendan Rodgers won at Livingston. I John, mean, it was yeah? it was similar to last season as well. The games against Livingston, John and. Um, I think that it's such a hard place to go. Um, I think it's always different at Celtic Park, but um, and and I won't make an excuse in terms of the pitch, but um, I do think that is a factor. I think I mentioned it earlier in terms of the personnel. I think a huge a huge miss was Callum McGregor, and just in terms of um, the balance to the team, also he he is familiar um, with. The, the system, I think that he provides that balance defensively, especially when the fullbacks are bombing on. You mentioned about the, the style of play that Ange is adopting. And I think if you do that, you need to have a player that really, really um, understands um, that you know, you're going to have that free-flowing football and that will sit in. If you look at McCarthy, for example, he's came from a, from a team that actually don't attack as much. Um, so he's more of a, um, he's more kind of sitting in, and and I get, some people will say, well, you know, he should be that defensive midfielder, and um, but what I'm trying to say is that his previous club they didn't attack much the way that Celtic do, so you have that big hole in the central area of the midfield, and and then also, um, you know, you've you've got new players there trying to trying to gel and that's no easy but it's a very very difficult place to go but I go back to the stats and I know that stats don't win you the game but Celtic had 79% possession and you know you, I think that when you do get chances you, you have to be able to take them especially when you go away from home Yeah no listen you're asking I think for me two things you know why is that when you go to Livingston and you don't get a result I think you know it's hard to get Three points after a, a tough European game. I've I've been there before. I've done it, and especially when it's a away game as well, um, the team can sense that. And I think Livingston had an incentive because they hadn't won 
and psychologically they knew that Celtic had been there uh, before and not won in, in so many years. So that was a little boost to them and an incentive for them to kickstart their, their season. And then, you know, you go to like what Shelley said, said, you know, I think there was a lot of players in that pitch that just weren't used to that environment. I think, you know, it's albeit you can play well at home because these players are used to playing at Celtic Park now. They're, they're, they're familiar with it. And then you go to, to Livingston. I'm not going to name what the stadium's called now because it's changed that much. But um, it's a new a new environment for them. You know, you've got the likes of Abada, you've got Jota, um, you've got, I'm sure, um, a few other players as well. You've got the likes of Joe Hart as well, even though Albeat had a great game. But you've got a lot of players playing there that have not been used to that environment. So I think there was a couple of elements of why they didn't get a result. I mean, when you look at the team, you, you, you're looking at David Turnbull's an experienced player and he's yep. only come in last season. So, you know, that gives you um, a little bit of context in mm -hmm. terms of the personnel that's playing. But uh, 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 And you have to give... Livingston credit as well. You mentioned that they were brilliant defensively, mm. but on the counter, they were excellent. They mm. used the wide areas really well. They did. John, no Callum McGregor tomorrow night, but it looks as though on the bench you'll have Georges Gikamakis tomorrow night. Looking forward to seeing him. Uh, you know, Callum McGregor's a big, big miss. Um, you know, I, I think Shelley's kind of right. You know, Callum McGregor at the weekend was a, you know, would have been a driving force yeah. in that in that team. Uh, I think you know with going into you know you know having somebody on the bench. Uh, I can't even pronounce his name. Uh, yeah, but, Gigi. You know, you have, <laughs> Gigi, yeah, yeah. G, you know having him in the you know um, available, it's certainly a good thing. Um, but it's, it's against race ro race rovers, you know. Um, you know a team that uh, are looking to you know do well uh, yeah. in the season. Uh, you know they, they are looking uh, not a bad outfit. So I think Celtic will have. You know, a reasonably a reasonably tough-ish game. I wouldn't say it would be a you know a straightforward game. But I think you know, if Celtic, uh, if if Angeball, you know gets it right, uh, and you know we go we go on the basis of you know the hundred and three shots. I think Celtic will create a lot more. <laughs> um, and what kind of disappointed me just going a little bit back to Livingston. Um, and I don't know if Shelley can I could tell us this. See with see with playing on artificial surfaces. What is your kind of thinking like? Do you notice a difference in the kind of movement in the ball and stuff like that? You know, I just felt as though it just wasn't a good game to watch at all. Um, what, what's your, what's your kind of Shelley, before you answer, can I give you the breaking news? I've got the Rangers team for tonight and Nathan Patterson is playing. It's McLaughlin, Patterson, Goldson, Balligan and Bassey. Lundstrom's in as well. Kamara, who signed his new contract today and Arebo, right. Roof and Morellas. Chris Burke, you got your wish. It's the, the two up front on the bench. McGregor, Tavernier, Hadji, Davis, Barker, Bakuna, Fashion Sakala, Barisic and Arfield. That's the Rangers lineup. 7.45 tonight. Sorry, Shelley, I jumped in there. Yeah, your eyes sort of lit up there when he said about, what, what about the surface? Oh, it, it definitely does make a difference. But um, the man sitting right next to me will be able to tell yeah, you yeah. because, yeah, um, you know, to. Chris obviously um, plays there regularly and he's done so for a few seasons. But I, de I definitely think as a manager, it's something that I look at when you play on an artificial surface yeah. because it, it is different. Um, the speedy play is different um, and um, you have to factor that in in the style that you play um, I, I think it slows it down at times um, it slows it down it especially slows it down. 
Yeah. Especially when you don't water it, which I'm Martin Bale, <laughs> sure. yeah. you know, spoke yeah, he about. He spoke about before the game. It did, it did, and it does. It affects the, the ball speed, as you said. It affects the bounce. It slows the play. And let's face it, Celtic play really good football this season. When the grass is zippy, they can play forward passes very quickly and get that free movement. And that probably didn't happen a few times. There's a few times, and I've played in artificial surfaces a lot in the last mm. you know four years and you have to take your touch differently to shoot different sometimes it takes an extra touch to shoot you know sometimes you have a shot and you won't connect with it properly um, you're probably better shooting the way Shinny scored his goal funny enough mm-hmm. um, it's better to shoot when the ball's in the air because when you shoot on the floor you don't sometimes connect properly and even when you shoot on the floor you know the ball can die you know, I, I, you know, you Rick have John's that shot, and it yeah. and it stops. Um, so, so there's a bit of insight, John, of how to control. The, the you know, biggest you know, thing is the water and the pitch. Of I course, think it's, yeah. it's huge. Where and, do you and stand people, on that? Is that just football, or is that a bit naughty? It's just football. Oh. You want to do everything you can to yeah. gain an advantage. Okay. That's the way. Do you it not is. miss? Do you not miss playing in the grass? I think nowadays, though, you have to be adaptable. Okay. I yeah. think you have to yeah. be able to play in grass. And you have to be able to play in AstroTurf. John, scoreline tomorrow night. What do you think? I think it'll be 2-0 2-0 2-0 Cheers John Thanks for calling 08 08 17 17 700 Right let's go to the holders St Johnson fan is on Ryan Ryan good evening Good evening How Good evening Ryan Yeah Hi, we're, Ryan. we're good thanks Good, evening, good to have Shelley in And Chris as well So You go to Dundee Derby of course for you as well And you're the holders Everyone wants to beat you yeah, that's it. That's that's the that's the the tagline you get when you win two trophies. So, <laughs> ah, no pressure, since no pressure. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, yeah. you must be delighted at the weekend. Obviously, getting that elusive victory. Yeah. Um, tough game against Aberdeen, but um, a great result for you guys. Oh yeah, fantastic! And uh, absolutely, I was expecting to get beat. To be honest, I didn't. I, I think <clears throat> I thought Aberdeen would have turned the corner at the weekend. I didn't think we looked good, great against Rangers in the previous week. Um, but we do what we do. We we come back and we fight strong and we we upset the odds again. I mean, Stevie May has not scored in God knows how long. Yeah. 84th yeah. shirt was last season, uh, the previous season, sorry, and he scored in the 84th minute. So. He did, yeah. How, 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 big, how big a blow do you think it's been losing, obviously, um, Jason Kerr and Ali McCann, because they were two massive players for you last season, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, they were massive, surely. Um, absolutely. Like I was at the two European games, and the the great great factor around McDermott Park, the, the good feeling factor was great. Um, a lot of the Saints fans I know, uh, me personally as well, thought, yeah, we probably lose one, and that was the the main man, Ali McCann. But to lose two in the last hour of the transfer yeah. uh, window was that wasn't good. wasn't good for Saints. Um, a lot of fans were angry with the prices. Mm-hmm. Um, just it really, just took out what what was happening after the good factor had really just turned into a really sure factor, really, really bitter taste in the mouth. But that was then, wasn't it? It's now. You know, this is your chance tonight to keep uh, keep the trophy at McDermott. Yep, yep, absolutely. Yep, it's at Dens Park, by the way. No, I know, but the trophy, the trophy's not going oh, to Dens Park tonight. The trophy, yes. <laughs> Unless maybe you take it with you to every game, maybe you will. Oh, well, no, no. I, I no the trophy. We've still not had that parade room, no. perfect, yet, so I'm, I'm disappointed in that. Still, still hoping for that yet, but yep. ugh, we'll mm. wait and see. Okay. Ryan, I just want to know, what's your expectations this season? Obviously, you've set the bar really high of winning two trophies and finishing, 
you know, in the top six. So, and you've lost the likes of Kerry McCann, as Shelley have said, and you've you've spoke about it yourself, and probably yeah. no disrespect, but not replaced of replaced in that sort of you know similar player. So, where do you find yourself this year? Um, I think if we, if we <clears throat> because we've been in the SPL so long as, and well grown as a club, um, top six is always I think is always the aim for Saints. Um, staying in the league first and foremost, get away from that, um, and then just carry on with the objectives of trying to get into the top six. Hamden, um, every Saints fan loves going to Hamden, so if we get another yep. wee, a, a decent run, we'll be quite happy with that. So yeah, I'll be. I'll be ecstatic if we get another trip to Hamden. That would be that would be brilliant. Hopefully, I can go here this this time around. Indeed, so. Middleton and Davidson are in for tonight. They're certainly in the squad. So, how are you feeling about the match? Good, good. Yeah, confident. The only the only worry I've got is Griffiths if he if he plays. <laughs> yeah, um, he's in the squad. Yep, he's in the squad. So there's there's absolutely no doubt he's. I don't know what our record is against Saints, but he loves scoring against us. So. That's my <clears throat> that's my worry. But I would just also like to point out to Shelley, I was really impressed with Scotland ladies last night. Mm-hmm. I, I want to congratulate them on their, their win last night. Been yeah. really impressed with them. Yeah, they, they've done brilliant. They've got off to a, a flyer, six points, and you know it, it, I know that people will say it was the Pharaohs and the you know they're a developing nation, but you've still got to put the ball in the back of the mm-hmm. net. So they did, and you know I think that the, the last goal, Claire Emsley's, was absolutely outstanding. A great free kick. So yeah, I agree with you. Brilliant performance. Yeah, it was good. It was good to see. For your own team, Callum Davidson, I mean, what mm-hmm. a season he had. And They've done well to keep him. Haven't they? I know. Yeah. You know, how long he's so he well keep known. him for? Yeah. That's the mm-hmm. thing. He's all, he's already worked in England, um, I'm sure. And by Christmas, there'll be a couple of, you know, sackings going on it's in England. It's a tough one as a manager, it's isn't what it? what happens there. You win a domestic <laughs> double, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it doesn't get any better. Your mm-hmm. stock's so high and then... This season so far, well, obviously it's taken until the weekend to get that kind of sure. that yep. first win. But, he got a new um, contract though, didn't he as well? Yeah. So as as he should. And Ryan, you're a great lover of Scottish football. What's the other scoreline tonight? What do you reckon, Rangers against Livingston? And well, that was a surprise at the weekend. Uh, Livingston beating yeah. Celtic. I thought Celtic would have uh, um, won that comfortably. Um, a cup game is a lottery. Mm-hmm. Rangers are obviously the, the big favourites at Ibrox but you never know it's, it's a one game thing that it could it could go right to the wire but I think I think Rangers will, will win I don't think it'll be I don't think it'll be a comfortable win I think Livingston will definitely put up a fight um, they'll, they'll go into the game confident definitely um, I'm going to go 2-1 Rangers tonight 2-1 Rangers and I'm going to ask for your own game Chris what do you think Dundee against St Johnson what's your scoreline well, I think so far St Johnston have had a better away record than at home. So, and I think it kind of suits St Johnston's style of play as well. Um, other teams don't know how to combat uh, to combat them when when they play. You know, when St Johnston are away. So, I fancy St Johnston tonight. I okay. fancy a one 0 You're going for the cup holders. I, I would say yeah. the same. I've got it written down here. One 0 St Johnston. You're not just saying that. No, Coach Ryan's I'm, on. I'm not. Yeah. Ryan, I wanted to ask you. Just um, I know that obviously. Yeah. Um, Jason Kerr's moved on now but do you think that he, he was near to getting a Scotland call up because I think he had a brilliant season last year yeah I, I'm, I, I was actually very surprised he didn't get a call up um, probably as much as you Shelley I thought a player that had had won two cups under his belt I thought maybe he'd maybe sneaked in instead of, instead of Henry but I don't know maybe it's because he plays for St Johnson I mean a lot of Saints fans have said mm-hmm. that for years I've certainly right. said it that I think 
they overlook. Yep. A player maybe even not even just Saints, maybe they've been on forum and they've went, nah, well he doesn't play for he's not at the highest level. Yep. Nah, we can't pick him. But I'm 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 uh, yeah, I definitely think hopefully now that he goes down there and performs that he he, he could because he, he's definitely got the potential and I'm happy that Xander's gone because maybe then if, if Xander can get a game, maybe have a, a good game in a Scotland shot okay. then it might it might make the manager think differently. Ryan, what's your score line? Did you give us it? I nope, you... nope. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go one 0 tonight. I, I think it's gonna be close. Good man. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Go Radio Football Show, Monday to Friday. We're on from five to seven. Listen, thanks for making the switch. We really appreciate every one of your calls. And the downloads too. We've got a million downloads. Amazing. And yeah, and so to mark that moment, then you can win a brand new signed Rangers top or a brand new signed Celtic top. Just go to the Go Radio website. So isn't it brilliant? So thank you for contributing, Chris Burke. Yeah, I've definitely contributed. Yeah, yeah you have indeed. One. <laughs> no, you've been here quite a lot in the last no, I've year. So. It. Oh, you've downloaded yeah. it. <laughs> Only once. Oh dear. How many Sh- times you want me to download? <laughs> <laughs> done. We can't possibly done. say Shelley. It's done. Excellent. Tell your friends the Go Radio Football Show, Shelley Kerr and Chris Burke and Paul Cooney we're here tomorrow night uh, Mark Guidi will be with us and so will Craig Moore and then on Friday Mark's here also with Davy Proven we're on on Saturday to till 5 Davy Proven Craig Moore and myself so much happening we gave you the Rangers lineup there just before the break the St Johnson uh, news isn't in just yet so here's the Rangers lineup in case you missed it so it's McLaughlin in goals tonight so that rotation continues Patterson Goldson Balligan and Bassey Lundstrom Kamara Aribo and Wright Roof and Morelos on the bench Alan McGregor Tavernier the captain Hadji Davis Barker Bakuna Fashion Sakala, Barisic and Arfield. It's not often that uh, Davis is rested, but it's not a surprise yeah. as at 36 years old. Uh, and then for Livy, who beat Celtic at the weekend, Strychek, who had a good game in goal, Devlin, Obelai, Fitzwater, Penrose, Holt, Omionga, Lewis, Bailey, Montano and Shinny, the scorer at the weekend. Celtic play tomorrow night. It's Dundee United-Hebs and Celtic against Wraith Rovers. And that brings us to Reagan on the line. Good evening, Reagan. Paul, how are you doing? Good, Good evening, Regan. Hi, Regan. Good to hear you, Regan. So, what Good are you Paul. thinking? Um, we talk often about Scotland with you. What about Celtic? What is happening? Where do you stand on, you know, is it six out of seven away defeats and the world is ending for Celtic fans or are you just steady the buffs? The manager's only in 12 weeks. Uh, it's a new team. What do you feel? Paul, I heard John Hartson on last night with a, a caller talking about it in... The column is was, was talking about it's going to take three or four transfer windows. Mm-hmm. And I tend to agree with that, but what I would say to Ange Postacoglu is that he's, he's managed to change the perception around Celtic. The perception of the type of football that they're playing, or, or do you mean the feeling of the fans, or both? I would say the feeling of the fans, because the feeling of the fans last year was that it's going to take a long, long Time for Celtic to get there, but I would say that the fans are a lot more uh, positive on what's happening. Mm-hmm. I just want to talk to Shelley because I was at the Scotland game last night, Paul, and I, I, do, I do, and I, I properly enjoyed it. It was a, it was a great game where seven go, seven one to Scotland, so I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. 
7-1's a, a scoreline that Chris Burke as a former Rangers player doesn't want to hear too often but that was years <laughs> ago Chris he didn't even there wasn't even a, a flicker there Shelley what about that 7-1 Reagan was there Reagan um, it was brilliant and, and great that you were there I think that the women's game's evolving obviously there's a m- new manager and um, it's that transitional period but the, the team have got off to a brilliant start getting six points and um, to play at the National Stadium I know how much it means to the players but it was brilliant that you were here last night I'm going to um, touch on Celtic and you mentioned about um, the the perception that the Celtic support have now what would be acceptable for you as a Celtic fan this season in terms of success what would that look like for you Regan? Um, for, for me so, so I would say Maybe the the Premier Sports Cup or maybe the Scottish Cup, but I wouldn't say that losing the league to Rangers would be a a bad uh, thing because if you look at last season, the the, the, the gap was twenty five points, so it's a long gap to bridge. But um, no, I would say if Celtic get the Premier Sports Cup or the Scottish Cup, it would be a, a a very successful season. And and do you think that that would be the views of all the the supporters? Are you, are, are you in a minority there? Because we all know that, you know, Celtic and Rangers, uh, you know, the expectations of winning things is always there. Um, but you you're certainly talking with a lot of sense in terms of you, you'd identify how big the gap was last season. But I, I I just wonder if that's the views of all the Celtic support because they're so used to winning. You know, you had nine nine years of just being yeah. serial winners. Do you think that's because of the yeah. brand of football, Regan, that you believe in Ange Postecoglou and what you're seeing, that you're accepting that you know you have to bridge the gap to twenty the twenty five points, and then you would just accept maybe one of the cups. I mean, Chris, the, the problem that Celtic fans have got is that it's the first time for 10 years that Celtic have had the possibility of basically getting Champions League football if they win the, if, if, if the title. So I think that's a big thing for Celtic fans is that if, if Rangers won the title and then guarantee themselves billion quid, then that's a big, big loss to Celtic. The thing with the league this year, Reagan, as you well know, whoever wins it is automatically mm. into the Champions League next season, and that is thirty-five yeah. to forty million pounds ching straight into the the coffers at either Ibrox or Celtic Park or you know Hearts or Hibs or whatever. But realistically, it's going to come to Glasgow. It's massive this season. I just wonder if the expectations rose so high in the last couple of weeks, there's a bit of a downer. You know, Shelley's saying to you about all the fans, you know, we know you can't speak for all the fans. My sense was that the fans were still behind the manager. There has oh, been definitely, a... Yeah. Definitely, Paul, because I'm supposed to cogway. It's not just the, the football he's played, it's, the, it's, a, it's, a, it's how honest he is in terms of when he speaks in the press. Because mm. I think still the fans were a bit annoyed at the way New Lennon was going on last season but if you look at Ange Postacoglu he's so honest at the way he speaks and I know that Celtic uh, you spoke about it earlier Celtic have not won it in the Tony Macaroon Arena since 2006 so it's, it's, been, it's been a long time so I think we just need to basically sit back and ho- hopefully things will get better but I'm, I'm very very positive to Coglu in charge Two thousand and six, Reagan. Wow. Really? Wow. I know. Well, yeah, I don't think yeah. Livingston were in the league for all of no, that as well. That, but that's, that's why right. it's yeah. went to yeah. two thousand and six. But Reagan had a huge, huge. He raised a huge point there, and he's yeah. right. He's only had one window. Yeah. That's all. How many windows did it take for Stephen Gerrard to get it right? 
Um, yeah. You know, you're, you're talking about best part of eight windows or something mm. before he actually achieved point. Yeah. Uh, a trophy or a, yeah. a title. And Ange Postecoglou got in 12 weeks, one window. And I think the reason why he's saying he's changed the perception is because of the belief in the style of play and he sees there's a progression with Celtic. I do think they'll close the gap. Um, I do think there's a lot of work to be done. I still think, in my opinion, that Rangers will still win the title. But I do believe that Celtic have a chance, a real good chance of winning a cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Paul, I'll be able to ask, to ask Phil something. Of course. See, in terms of Celtic not winning the Livingston to 2005, see, in terms of you as a football player, would ever be somewhere that you would go at tag ground and go, I'm, I've not won you before. I'm, it's a good, it's a great point. I think it will always be in the back of your mind, especially with the media. I think they'll it would be hard to hide from that. I think it would probably be more beneficial to the Livingston, the Livingston group because they would be hampering on about that the whole week um, to the group. I know Martindale would be doing that, and I'm sure it'd be highlighted to Celtic. But you have to put that at the back of your mind. Shelley said a great point. You know, there's a lot of new faces there on that pitch, a new environment, and I think that was a huge factor. Um, hopefully, one that they'll learn, and when they go back there, that they can actually rectify that stat that you've gave me. It's until 2005. Wow, 16 years. But what about you? Are you going to give us an insight? Is there a bogey ground that you don't oh, like is it, going oh, to? Oh, is that what you asked me? Yeah, Sorry, a bogey ground no, for yeah, me. For you, yeah. I thought you were just being diplomatic. Oh and no, sorry, I wasn't. Tommy Wright will be listening and saying, "Oh, don't give away." Oh, Let's I see can't if you can work out. Any. I can't check, think of it. Check the record. Nothing, Re- nothing jumps know. out. Nothing jumps out unless Regan's going to tell you me something different. You were on the podcast different. with Regan, so you'll have done his uh, research. Is there a, a ground, Shelley? Did you ever somewhere that you just didn't like playing? Yeah, you know, probably years ago I would I would kind of look at things. I'm quite superstitious, but I think now you know as you get more experienced mm. and all your experiences you have in football, then you know. I don't think it comes down to luck, no. you know, when you, yeah. you play. It's, um, you know, certain things, you know, if you if you wear your, put your left sock on before you, that's not going to determine <laughs> no. if you're winning a game or not. No, so, sure. um, but, but no, I think you have favourite grounds and yeah. I think you have grounds that you go to as a manager and as a player that you think it's going to be difficult. But um, no, nah, I, I think that, and you've, you've got to, you know, if you're losing games, you've got to win them at some point, haven't you? Of course. Quick fire at the end then. What's your scoreline tomorrow night, Reagan? Celtic, Wraith Rovers? I would say 4 0 to Celtic, Paul. Quite emphatic. Rangers, Livy tonight? I'll go 3 0 to Rangers. Dundee against the holders, St Johnson? I'll go St Johnson, 2 0. I'll tell you, quick fire. Yes. Dundee United, Hibs tomorrow? I'll go 3 2 to Hibs. Really glad you enjoyed it last night so much, yeah. uh, Reagan. Great yeah. way to finish the show. Seven uh, one, you there watching last night at Hamden. Reagan, we'll speak to you soon. Okay, cheers. cheers. Thanks very much, Chris. Cheers, Reagan. Good luck Thanks. with the injury. Oh, and thank good you. luck Friday night. You'll be there uh, for the match. And Shelley, continued good luck as well. We'll just check those tickets, see if you've got a ticket for us for uh, the match with Israel. But it's a great old game, isn't it? And a funny old game, the late great Jimmy Greaves, he coined that phrase and it was lovely the outpouring about him, what a player. And the football conversation continues. Shelley, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Chris, we'll see you soon. Yep, thank you. Back Pleasure. tomorrow night, live at five. Coming up next, after the news, it's Jokal Day. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five.